0: Sorry, the number you have reached is not in
1: the Please check the number or try your call again. This is the recording.
2: Are you listening?
1: hello there i'm darius and i'm sam and welcome to the arts for youth podcast this podcast is by young people for young people just to talk about the things that we care about we're here to give you a voice whether that's the voice of your creativity your professionalism or just something that you're doing that you feel needs to be spoken about and if you want to get in touch and actually get on this podcast you really can we don't bite i mean we promise we genuinely we promise but the real question here is are you listening i mean are you listening are you listening are you listening (laughs) let's just get on into the podcast Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Oxfordshire Youth Podcast. Today, we're talking about love in the time of COVID-19, or rather just relationships in general. I'm joined by two really good friends, Taya and Christian from the Oxfordshire Youth Committee, and they're here to join me in a conversation about relationships in the time of lockdown. So, Taya, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself, how you're involved in Oxfordshire Youth, and why you're here today?
2: Yes, yeah, so my name's Taya, and I'm involved with Oxfordshire Youth via the Oxfordshire Youth Awards Committee, and then um, I heard about this podcast opportunity via that, uh, and really wanted to get involved because I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, it's been great having you along for the planning. You've had some really good insights. So I actually know Taya outside of Oxfordshire Youth through Work. We are both apprentices for the university. So I've known (laughs) Taya for a little while now. She she dragged me along to the first Oxfordshire Youth (laughs) Meeting of 2020. And I kind of just got stuck since then. So no, thank you to uh, Taya, Christian. Yeah, it's it's been a hook since.
0: Uh, Hello, I am Christian. I am a part of the voice committee and the youth voice committee as well. And yeah, I came. I, you know, heard about his podcast episode. Same as Taylor, and I thought, you know what? Give give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. Join the journey. Yeah. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good idea.
1: I, I feel. I, I've got to admit. I feel slightly bare today. I'm missing my right hand. I'm missing Darius. I don't, I'm. I'm. I'm filling. I'm filling to match his level of energy, which I feel like I'm never going to quite be able to manage. So, if you if you see me stumbling over a certain line, it's because I'm trying to. That beats the optimism, beat the enthusiasm i don 't think i 'll ever quite manage it though, so lockdown relationships lockdown's basically over at this point, uh, if you believe the government uh, oops, um, but no, things are easing we 're able to see each other again we 're able to meet up with friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, and everything in between. How are we feeling about relationships in general in lockdown it's it 's been a it, uh, an interesting four or five months in terms of uh, part, uh, the, the paths that relationships have taken. Some have um, you know excelled in a time of space from each other. Some have uh, gone off a cliff. Um, and then there's obviously the thousands in between that have just kind of carried on as a normal. And that's that's friendships as well. That's relationships with parents. I know if you're living at home, uh, relationships with parents, it might be a bit strenuous, being locked in together. I mean my family we normally do a lodge holiday you know every year we'll go we'll do a staycation go to Devon Cornwall this year we sat around having dinner saying oh should we go on holiday this year no and just in unison very quickly no I don't want to spend any more time looking at your faces than I already have to so, so <laughs> how, how, how are we feeling about relationships let's start with that actually let's start with family how are we feeling towards our family after lockdown are we sick of the sight of them or are we very glad for what they've offered during lockdown
2: I am very glad that I've had my family with me during lockdown because we're quite close anyways. And usually because I'd work full time, I'd have my commitments outside of work. So I wouldn't actually get to spend much time with my family. So lockdown actually brought us closer, I think, because I've actually had time to spend with them. And it's been nice. We've been playing games and they've been there to support us throughout it, which has been really positive. Gosh, you're right for some. No,
1: No, it's... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think so. There's obviously different families that re- react in different ways. I mean, we, we we joke about hating each other a lot, but I think we I think we love each other. I hope so.
2: Yeah, love and hate <laughs> relationships.
1: I think that's the way to describe it. How about how about you, Christian? How have you been dealing? Because you were at college before lockdown, weren't
0: you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was at college. So I mean, I'd be getting away from them and work as well. But <laughs> yeah, those two kind of ceased to exist for a bit, and I college proper ceased to exist. I'm at home a little bit more. I say that mm. because of next week that's a lie. Um, kind of. But it it was all right, it was all right because really. I got spending time with that I've lost because of like, you know, past couple of years and all that, and for more yeah. than just college reasons. Um but yeah, it was kind of, I don't think my parents really enjoyed it too much when my sister and I we were almost at each other's throats constantly with the arguments.
1: Yeah, always a fun one.
0: But we can we can run
1: away from our families now. Lockdown is uh, beginning to lift slightly, which means it's not just our daily prescribed walks and cycles that we can do. We can actually go out and meet people. We can, you know, go to parks, sit around yeah. in a circle as long as we have one meter one meter plus now, one meter plus. We can we can go shopping and now there's the uh, the eat eat out to eat out to save the high street or something. There is a slogan to it, but I can't remember for the life of me. Which means we can eat go out that's for. That's the one which I couldn't remember. But um, no, we can we can help the high street by going out for meals with friends that are cheaper now. I mean, it seems to be a recurring theme on this podcast that I come on and talk about Nando's, but you can get Nando's dead cheap now. And McDonald's. I mean, I've got a McDonald's around the corner, but that's, that's inconsequential. Nando's at half price for me, that's a big one. This is what lockdown has been missing because I don't live anywhere near a Nando's, which means delivery for me was off the table and I've derailed the podcast Fernando's okay, cool. once again, but here we go. Uh, so how are we feeling about meeting um, up with friends? Is there, I know some people have been saying they've got a slight sense of guilt when it comes to meeting up with friends. So I, I know some people have family members that they care for who are more at risk. Other people feel like they should be socially distancing more just because you know it's the right thing to do. We are still in the midst of a pandemic. Boris Johnson announced today that there's likely to be a second wave in a couple of weeks. So is there, is, do you feel like there's a fear, there's a sense of guilt when it comes to meeting up with friends as a young person? Because, you know, young people get the stick
0: a lot for kind of breaking rules and
1: all of that jazz.
0: You know what? Um, for me personally, I think it's more of a kind of... It's, there's no guilt really towards it. Like, because I hadn't seen some of my friends since, what? December, January, most of them. So it's just kind of like I got to see them again instead of just talking about Snapchat. Mm. So that, but the one... Bring was I couldn't
1: give my hug when I saw him. Yeah, it's that so, like, you want to hug him, but you can't. So, what's the point of going from a digital form to actually seeing them if you can't give them a hug? Like, what's the point of seeing yeah. your significant other if you can't give them a hug and say that you've missed them? And you know, you're kind mm, of just still much. separated. How, how about you, Tay? I know you've been meeting up with friends in your socially distant circles uh, mm-hmm. a bit, having your picnics and all of that. How how do you feel people have reacted to the lifting of lockdown?
2: I feel like some people have been quite nervous. I know that as soon as like that Boris gave that sort of get go and said you can now see people, mm-hmm. I had like an initial feeling of just like nervous and uh, like slight anxiety because I hadn't seen anyone in so long. Um, but then it was like as soon as we all saw each other and we went for those picnics, it was like nothing had happened and we'd have like as much fun as before. but Obviously not hugging them which is, like, mm-hmm. which is like quite a difficult thing when you see them you just want to give them a big hug because you haven't seen them in,
1: in ages but it will be worth it in the end <laughs> I've, I've got a weird one that I kind of feel like I've immediately adjusted to the new normal like seeing your friends the way you used to that doesn't exist to me anymore I mean when I'm out with friends we're at a pub or something so I've been to the pub a couple of times with friends and we sat there having a drink and we are set apart and we're having to order in This certain way and sanitize all the time, and that doesn't feel weird to me because lockdown was so strange that any taste of normality actually feels um, very nice and quite normal to me.
2: And, and, it, I, and you perhaps, know, it's, perhaps it's becoming the new normal.
1: God, the new normal. How many times can you say that phrase of the yeah. day? Yeah, I'm <laughs> keeping it ta- on my arm. There's obviously like a object, no, but um, no, it's an intro, it, it's, it's weird. How uh, what about kind of like going uh, what, have you guys been out to
0: food eat or have a drink anywhere yet? Yeah, I have. Um Saturday just gone. I actually went to uh, Spoons in town in Abingdon. Uh mm-hmm. with some mates came down from Deadcott and um, first legal pint that out there, it was brilliant. Good old
1: Sam hey, 8th, 18th birthday. Sam Miguel, yeah, good choice. Hold on, this is a young person's very, podcast. Very um, <laughs> Sam <laughs> Shrinks. <laughs> Sam Shrinks. But no, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> It's fine to talk about the things that, you know, uh, uh, as an 18 plus going to the pub and having those experiences. For people who turned Mm. 18 during lockdown, not being able to do that, to go out and have your first legal drink and to have that experience that is so massive to British teenagers. It was good as well. It's really good. You know, it's what lockdown is. A lot of times we think about kind of what lockdown has given to us. Oh, yeah, I had a chance to spend more time with my family. I did loads of exercise. I got some. I started writing a book. But there, a lot of the times, we try and avoid talking about the things that lockdown has taken from us. So, like I mentioned earlier, there yeah. were. I know a few relationships that have you know gone off a cliff. Actually, the separation was too much. They weren't seeing each other. They were arguing more because they can see each other. Frustrations build, anger, tension. It all, it's, it's all there because of this separation, because of this uncertainty and fear that comes with the joys of a global pandemic um it's it's a difficult one and i think relationships really took a hit during this whole thing because you either evolve or die really it's you know a very serious quite horrible way of phrasing it but it is you have to either change the dynamics of your relationships with people or risk losing them is that something you guys noticed i mean I, i know both of you have relationships how did you feel they Offended during lockdown. This is a very personal question. I've dived into to the fa- to our to our listeners as well. So I, I mean, I expose myself on this podcast quite a lot. So please feel free to either not or join me in um, uh, uh, public exposure.
2: And um, so initially, um, me and my boyfriend started off the lockdown as soon as Boris said we're going into lockdown. We went to our separate houses and we stayed at our different homes for two weeks and it was difficult Mm -hmm. but luckily thanks to modern technology we managed to FaceTime most nights and we still had that communication but it was difficult because we weren't seeing each other when we were used to seeing each other virtually every day before lockdown Um, but luckily we talked and our parents agreed and Jane then came and moved in with me and my family um, two weeks after lockdown and ever since then it's just been it's been positive from there onwards which is good
0: <laughs> fantastic uh well for me personally it was it because we both um had to obviously start working because we weren't key workers so to say because mm. obviously I work in pub she works in nursery she, um we were and she was doing her friendship at the time she was like just finishing an off we'd like FaceTime every day, see, like, just keep like just keeping contact and stuff. We'd have like little petty arguments, but they wouldn't really do anything to us. We'd all we'd still be fine. And then when we heard that the sport bubble thing was happening, her mum was media like, go on, you can form me as a Christian. My parents were like, Yeah, go on. It's fine. Just do it. Yeah. So ever since then we've been seeing each other when we can. Like, you know, when she's finished work, after I've been to work, on the weekends, just days off or like in evenings. it's it's, it's kept strong really. No, it's really
1: good. I think a lot of relationships have had this choice of kind of either you have to adapt to not being able to see each other the way that you normally would, not being able to go on big extravagant dates. I know not every couple is based on that. Some are, some aren't. Um, But it's all things that seem to be the social norm that were kind of immediately stripped away. I think, interestingly, the relationships that might have done best out of this are long distance relationships. The ones that people always say, these don't work. These are difficult. Suddenly, everybody's in a long-distance relationship because nobody can see each other. Worlds belong on, you know, communication is done solely by video call and texting. Um, Physical contact is a big no-no until obviously, like you say, support bubbles or moving in with your significant other. Um, So I think forming new relationships was a really interesting one that people kind of saw in lockdown because you had a, you had an opportunity to expand new hobbies potentially, join new groups on Facebook, Instagram to explore those new hobbies and meeting new friends, new, new people through these new experiences. Everyone's got a lot more time on their hands so why wouldn't you expand a little bit I think and of course there is obviously the thing with a lot of people retracting into um, each other. I've just been told by Zoom that we have no time limit anymore, which is fantastic in my eyes. you ever noticed that in Zoom calls when you get that countdown? It's kind of the, the the complete nerves that come with kind of, oh, we've got seven minutes left. Ah, well, what do we do now? Got a close call
0: now.
1: The digital world, you know, again, relationships. How do you keep relationships between co-workers in a time of COVID-19? I mean, um, it's been interesting one for me because my team is quite... We all work very hard. We all work independently. But it's, there's always that office chit-chat of kind of like leaning over the desk and just saying, oh, you're to give me a hand with this. Oh, how did this go? And now you don't have that anymore when it comes to online te- uh, working on as a team online. Because you work on your own projects and you occasionally email, you occasionally have a video call, but there's not that kind of instant interaction you get with being in that situation. I don't know, Tay, you uh, how your team's reacted to that. Yeah, ours has been
2: quite similar. So when we first heard about Um, the UK going into lockdown our teams that obviously set up Microsoft Teams like I'm guessing most workplaces did with Zoom Mm. and whatnot Um, and so that first day that we were all working from home I was quite like oh how am I going to stay in contact with my co-workers like we set up Microsoft Teams but we're going to have like our individual teams or like chit chat as and when and it was really um, strange to get used to first off but luckily um, my team was really good and they set up weekly whole team meetings that we could all see each other every week I set up regular meetings with my mentor my line manager and the trial manager that I work with so luckily I had all of these meetings secured throughout the week so I knew that I would get to see at least one of my co-workers once a day which was That's really, it was really securing and positive to know because at first when I was so nervous like am I going to be able to talk to my co-workers if I need mm. to their support and it was that sort of like instant, like, no, nope, we're here for you, and we've got your back if you need it, even though we can't see each other. And you can't just pop over to my desk; you can just pop into yeah. my Microsoft Teams chat.
1: <laughs> and that definitely applies to relationships as a whole. It's finding new ways of working, things, so making sure you have your kind of like Friday. So I, so my dad, for example, he had a he used to go down the pub with his friends last Friday of every month. They changed that to a Friday night Zoom call, where they all sit there with a drink and they chat about whatever's going on. And that seemed to really help because it meant, it, again, it's the flavors of normality that people really crave in lockdown. I think, you know, when it comes to like tips of managing relationships, it's not as important anymore as lockdown is easing. And there are different ways and how you manage your relationships as we move out of lockdown, that's entirely down to you. Follow the guidelines, stick to the, stick to the advice, don't be an idiot, but do go and see your friends. It's important. I mean, uh, the mental health aspect of being cut off from everybody it's difficult. And I know that some people are quite nervous. My, myself, I, I, I know that I've been avoiding certain groups of friends because I know I've put on a lot of weight in lockdown. And these are all my gym buddies and my friends from that kind of area. So I worry that if I see them when I look like this, what does that, what does that mean? Does that mean I lose that relationship? But it's, no, it's keeping in mind that lockdown has affected everybody differently. And when you meet up with people, everyone's going to have their own stories about how they've managed lockdown, what's happened to them during it. And everyone is very lenient I've noticed people are very lenient with what's happened in lockdown. Some people were furloughed, some people weren't. So people's experiences differ. And therefore, people have a sense of understanding when it comes to everybody's lockdown story is different. So from, in terms of tips from the Oxfordshire youth team, see your friends, meet up with your, meet up with your, with your family members, but stay safe, stick to the advice, stay a metre plus apart, wash your hands, dirty animals. Stay safe. Don't, but don't, but no, honestly, it's, you know, go out and see people. Try and, because relationships do take a hit. But if you found that during lockdown, it's grown and your digital nativeness has been your biggest tool, you see loads of people via video calls or you expand with a massive online community that's allowed you to really explore something that makes you really happy. Keep doing that. Keep tunneling forward with the things that make you happy, but do it in a safe way. So that just about wraps up today's podcast. I'd like to massively thank both Taya and Christian for joining me today. Uh, We'll be back soon with some new episodes. We're launching two mini-series very soon. So keep your eyes out and ears out for those. And I guess the only question to end on is, are you listening? Thank you. Have a great time. See you all later.